Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Living on Blockchain. Today we are speaking to Prateek Ghori. Prateek is the CEO of Fire. Fire is an Elven solution which is a sustainable blockchain and keeping in mind the United Nations sustainability goals in mind while it is building its absolutely brilliant L1. It has recently gone live with its testnet and we are very excited to interview Prateek and understand his vision for Fire. Hi Prateek, thank you so much for taking out the time to speak to us. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks, Arusha, for having me. It's a pleasure. Likewise, it's a, it's an absolute pleasure that you could both take out the time and make this happen. So, for our listeners, can you tell us a little about yourself and your background? So, the background is, you know, so I'm building something around the fifth industrial revolution. So, FIRE also, you know, the layer one blockchain ecosystem that I'm building is also centered around the theme of fifth industrial revolution. So, it's a concept that I started promoting about you know, more than 10 years back to prove the thesis okay. that you can actually make more money if you do more good to the world and that sustainability is going to define profitability. So, you okay. know, that that's something that I wanted to prove and to prove that on a larger scale, I started building companies. So I started my first company when I was 16, sold it when I was 20. It was an edutech company. Started my okay. second, third and I've built eight companies before fire, all of them around the same theme of the fifth industrial revolution and all of them around the theme of United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So, you know, the 17 global yeah. goals of sustainable development, which are about right. edutech, uh, education, or, you know, climate, or health, or renewable, solar. So, those, right. you know, gender equality. So, those have been my sweet spots of, you know, building companies. And, again, proving the message that you can actually do good to the world and then end up making more money. So, I was able to, you know, impact tens of millions of people, generate tens of millions of dollars, and was able to prove this thesis. But, you know, then I wanted to scale it to a billion plus people and enable financial inclusion for one and a half billion people who don't currently have access to banking and credit. And that's when I ventured into, you know, Web3 and blockchain. And that's when I started FIRE last year in, uh, you know, August 2021. Okay. So what we did was we basically wanted to plug all the gaps that Web3 industry currently have, one of the big ones being sustainability and of course others being around it and start an ecosystem to basically, you know, transition the world from a for-profit economy in fourth industrial revolution to a for-benefit economy in the fifth industrial revolution. So to enable that transition, layer one, of course, made the most sense because if anybody builds on top of us, whether it's a government or a Fortune 500 company or any corporate or any developer or anybody, then we can actually decide the way validation process happens. And through that, we can influence the way the world will work in the future. And the future of the world that we you know, envision is, is a more greener and, and an abundant world. So to enable that transition, we started building a layer one ecosystem. And now we've built, so think of us as a competitor to any layer one, whether it's a Ethereum or a Solana or a Binance. But the difference being that we have an innovative secret sauce in every ecosystem component. So when you talk about our layer one, it's, you know, it's it has a mathematical algorithm inbuilt into consensus we don't use proof of work or proof of stake we use something called proof of benefit you know which we have built okay. where we have yeah which we have where we have scraped data from about you know 900 million data points okay. to, and that base so 900 million do, per data points is fed into the algorithm and the output is an esd score and 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 that actually also carries a small weightage you know apart from nominated proof of stake in the consensus so it's a sustainable nominated proof of stake if i were to put it that way so 
you know that's something which we have done and and if you talk about other ecosystem components we will be coming up with our own cards we'll be coming up with a you know a wearable fashion device nfc enabled device so i mean a lot of fintech products will of course be launched in the coming months to boost the utility of the token that we'll be launching there will be a lot of you know we are already seeing a lot of adoption we are one of the first companies who actually have government signed on even before launch of testnet so we're launching testnet on the 30th of november this month but we have we're working with government of india we're working with the us we're working with nigerian government and multiple others so so you know that's in a nutshell of what i'm trying to build that sounds wonderful you know so you've talked about how you guys are you know different from the you know various other elvans and basically it's on the the basis of how you are calculating you know proof of stake or proof of work and now you know you you've coined something called proof of benefit so is this something that you know you guys have created on your own or was this a concept that was already there and you know you guys have executed it well No it's a patented thing it's it's something that we've created on our own so oh, that's um, wonderful so a, a lot of research went into it and it's something which is also one of our biggest secret sources and that also gave us that's a big part of how we got the valuation in our um, last funding round as well because it's very innovative it actually will change the way blockchain industry actually works because it will just you know give sustainability a different flavor and a flavor where if you are not sustainable then you might if you consume a lot of electricity for instance then you might not get you know might not be able to you know make money as a validator so that's that's something that we're trying to encourage okay so you said that you know this is a, a patented concept and technology that you know you guys are utilizing so is this open source or is this something that you know uh that you you're keeping as a secret sauce for yourself for now it's a secret sauce but very soon we'll make it open source because we oh, want yeah, other people sense. to uh, once we launch the testnet it will actually become open right. source um we want others to as uh, use this so it's going to be open source right okay this is a beautiful concept because you know i think a lot of l1 solutions as well as l2 solutions they get a lot of wrath around the energy utilization and how uh, energy intensive uh, this entire process of blockchain technology is and that is why there are a lot of naysayers who you know who who have an issue with uh, with the tech but when it comes to something like this and you know when you are creating a sustainable l1 solution what is the way forward perhaps for the existing l1 or l2 solutions like how do you see them uh, competing with something like this which kind of takes away that one particular you know disadvantage so to say that they bring to the table as against yours so what we have done is see all of us already know that most of the dapps are currently existing on ethereum and they've now moved from and they are moving towards a pos model where now the problem with pos that we see is you know if you just encourage a pos validation that basically means that the rich will keep getting richer and the poor will keep keep getting poorer although you decrease 99% of energy consumption but Yeah. yeah but that's it the problem it also brings a so, layer of centralization right like it brings a layer of who, correct yeah so now what we've done is we have called so you know the way our chain works it's a you know a base substrate layer where two two three oracles we have plugged in um evm compatibility and we have also plugged in the sustainability quotient that we have so because we are evm compatible most of the projects we have already you know in talks to actually port them to fire um you know who want okay. to be sustainable so of course there will be new ones building on us but existing ones can also actually 
in a you know in a few hours or a few days can actually end up building on us so that's also okay. something that we are uh, we we will try to encourage all right so is this like via some sort of a bridge or are you uh, evm compatible already or, or do you have a particular sdk like if somebody is say building on an ethereum right now and they have a existing solution how do they port to a uh, fire so there is a bridge yeah yeah so there is okay. a bridge which they can use yeah yeah exactly yeah. we we have a bridge in place okay so and that bridge is and that will own. just take one token it doesn't require two tokens all right okay okay yeah. brilliant uh, so you know are you done with the auditing process and all the uh, grind that comes uh, with creating any sort of a web3 uh, platform uh, for the bridge or for uh, for the l1 for your testnet um we are going through extensive auditing right now um because okay. actually to be honest we we are launched it is november 30 but we were ready with the product in you know in the first week or the second week of october so since then okay. we have been actually doing some audits internal audits are going on and then of course okay. after you know internal audits demos we have actually plugged in some external players also to give us uh, suggestions and you know opinions on how the product looks will it work well what's the what are the kind of bugs we are expecting and we are anyways launching testnet so we it'll be open for the community to start using it right. and building on it and then we want to actually take our own sweet time to see all the bugs that 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 we will see because look i mean any testnet it'll be wrong to say that we'll not have bugs i mean of yeah. course i love to i love to see say that you know we won't but i think we'll still uh want the community to find all the problems that currently exist and we love to correct them and then we'll go to mainnet so i think that process of about 6 months is intentionally kept to right. make sure we eliminate everything yeah but yeah but the internal audit is in place and uh, everything looks good for now the suggestions okay. i keep getting from the although i'm i mean of course we have a large tech team in place i'm not a techie myself mm-hmm. but they but they are very confident and we are you know yeah we'll we'll roll it out on the on the planned date so there are no changes with the date awesome awesome so if you don't mind me asking who is auditing you uh, externally which firm is so we are currently working with uh, blockchain australia okay. um, yeah and and a couple of more um i think i my tech team actually will be able to give you a more sense but blockchain australia is one of the firms that that we are currently working with very very closely and we are working with so what we have also done is we we are working with three firms right now and all of them come from different geographies having different people on board so for instance blockchain australia has about 24 very senior tech folks uh, you know so and and okay. most of them are from australia and then on the other hand we are working with another external uh, company in in uae so that we get a so basically what we what you know i have always felt that you know talent is very distributed right so we wanted to make sure we take mm. opinions of people from across the world so of course um, uh, we have some indians in place you know and then we have people from australia then like it's very diversified right now who are externally auditing us and uh, but okay. blockchain australia is one of the yeah, major ones yeah brilliant brilliant so uh, can you tell me a little about the team behind fire like uh, you know i know you we we've, we've been our friends for a while but uh, a little bit about the team how many people are like the core team members uh, and how many team uh, members do you have right now currently working full time on fire one 
so full time um, look i mean we've been so if you were to talk about on the business side and internally you mm-hmm. know on fire payroll it's it's about 120 plus it's 123 or 24 but like it's somewhere in oh, okay. i think it's 123 or 124 um, i mean khushi my hr would know exactly but i think it's 123 so that's on the that's completely with fire then okay. we of course on the tech side we we use you know a couple of external vendors right to help us with the tech so if you were to put right. in all the consultancies and all the everything in place then through the vendors we have access to more than you know 300 400 developers you wow. know and so th- those are the and and we are of course one of the biggest clients so you know when i say we have access we really have access i mean when i if i need to get you know something done at 4 am in their time i can get something done at 4 am in their time so they are as good as having them in house but yeah i mean they they are external to us meaning they are on a retainer so i can't call them um, you know employees employees of fire but of course we we pay them a good retainer to make sure they they work so then if you were to plug all of that in we would you know say you know 120 in house and then you know about 300 400 externally so we are pretty large team uh, so people yeah. who build fire so as i told you the journey started in august last year so it was me with along with another very good friend of mine pratik so who actually leads the product and the research side right now so right. so he's also been in the space for a long long time so he and i actually started and he actually conceptualized a lot of the technical pieces so like for instance we also have something called inheritance module in place now that's okay. also patented where if your wallet you know stays dormant for 6 months then you can actually you know port your money or you know that gets transferred to wallets of your choice then we have you know we we've incorporated something called reverse transactions because you know um, we saw that there was a lot of money being lost where you send the money to a wallet and then you can't it so we have also um, incorporated reverse transactions into fire where if you send the money incorrectly then you can take it back then we have you know something called interoperability i know some of the you know companies or lel ones are now starting to do it but we've also hmm. done that where where you know if you have bitcoiners you know somebody has ethereum so you can actually transact if you have a you know if you have a fire l1 and that's also something which we uh, intentionally built because you know the world the way forward for finances in the in this one will also be cbdcs you've already seen india is launching one Yeah. um other countries yeah. will also launch soon so i think interoperability needs to be in place for any layer one to work with cbdcs otherwise you just can't because otherwise you know one cbdc can't interact with the other cbdc of a different country so we've built we we've incorporated that also so in terms of the team i think so two of us started mostly then we of course had a research team in place initially which is currently right. still with us who wrote the research papers right so and who you know put the idea to i mean basically put the idea to paper so research team did it and then there's a large tech team and then now there there's a big adoption team in place then of course there's a big marketing team yeah so now now the team become pretty big after the funding rounds i think they become pretty big yeah so we i think i didn't speak about the funding rounds but yeah we we um, we well funded so we raised 21 million last year in october and mm-hmm. then we now just secured 100 million In, in about a couple of months back so so yeah hey guys uh, see i think it, it's a well known fact that to develop an l1 or build on it you need a watch s and uh, you guys have the watch s and it's it's the where market so i think it's the best time for you guys to build and really uh, work towards adoption 
And uh, talking about adoption, I think, uh, you know, if any L1 would require, you know, a lot of developers to basically build on on their chain, Uh, you have that army of developers, but how are you incentivizing these guys to, you know, perhaps keep building on? So grants program, of course, is one, but more than just grants, it's it's kind Mm. of an incubators Mm. program. So we started an incubators program where... um, uh, not only we give you access to see, I mean, we've been through the grind, we've we've been through the journey. So uh, we right. know what it takes to at least where we are right now. So what we've done is we know, I mean, I have seen, I mean, and you would have seen, you know, in the market that currently exists, you've seen people having a lot of money, then also them getting bust, right? Then also them going yeah. out of market in, a, in, a, in overnight. So right. I think, you know, if you're running a layer two protocol, or if you're running a layer one or anything in blockchain space, I think it's very important to have three types of capital ready. Otherwise, you cannot succeed. And those are relationship capital, human capital and financial capital. So, mm. so people often say if you have money, then you'll succeed in the market. But I completely disagree because you've seen so many players go out of the market, you know, irrespective of how much money they had. So in our incubator program what we do is we basically lend our whole structure to them so we of course give them a grant which goes okay. you know in the form of usdt or busd or a stable any stable and then it's a hybrid between that and fire tokens then we also are giving them access to our whole community our access to our whole relationship orbit then access to other funds venture capital funds if they might need them so the whole community or the whole fireverse is is there for them so that is something that we have already started in place and we have already, uh, you know, incorporated 12 projects into it. And, you know, mind you, we haven't launched Testnet. So, so that's something that we'll be very, you know, and there's a, there's a specific team in place now who's running the incubation program okay. of FIRE. So if, if you hmm. can be, you can be an existing builder on, on any other existing L1 or you can be a new builder or a new technology mm. guy, we were ready to onboard you and help you na- and navigate you through the whole journey of, you know, uh, building and then raising funds or, you know, getting access to a bigger community, uh, all of that, because we have all of that in place, right? So, wow. so that's something that we've already incorporated. You can be a new techie also who doesn't know how to who doesn't know anything about a rust or a substrate or solidity and if you're a web 2 developer we've also started something called a digital web 3 university and that's happening that's already started to happen where we onboard you we fund your entire first three months we teach you I mean, our coders actually, because we have so many devs, I told you, so they they teach you how to code on Web3. And then after that, either we hire you in fire or, you know, some of our competitors, we hire you or you end up building on top of us and we'll give you a grant. So there are a lot of exit options out of the three month program that we have. So so one is the digital university and the other is the incubator program. So both of them are, are in place. Awesome. And how does one go about like applying for this uh, just for the advantage of our listeners? So it's on fire.org website. Yes. You can just go and apply. I apply through that. Yeah. Or otherwise you can, I mean, we are pretty active on social media. You can actually reach out to us. Either you can just apply or you can write an email to contact contact at, you know, fire.org. Or you can just, um, you know, send us a note on LinkedIn. Anybody from fire. 
Wow, awesome, awesome. This is so good. Literally, you guys are so open uh, to getting new people on board and you are actually giving back to the community by uh, ensuring that there are more people that are adopting to Web3 and uh, by actually contributing valuably to their journey. So, uh, most yeah. of those to you, Yeah, thanks also, Tarusha, because you need to realize that there is a lot of skepticism in the market with what happened to Luna and what happened to FTX, right? So, Right. I mean, people, I mean, we've been in the space for a long time, right? But people who were just entering the space and who are very talented. So I particularly think that, you know, this could be a time where we might lose a lot of those people who can be potential, you know, Web3 builders. But we, they might not just start building because they're scared that, you know, what's happening in the market. So I think we as, um, you know, people who've been in the space, it's our, I think if you have, if you have an incubator program, it's it just makes it makes life easy for them. So that's right. also part, yeah. No, this is brilliant. I think you know. I think uh, we can brainstorm about this a little later. But I, I I do think that more value can be added by bringing together a lot of these build programs and incubator programs, so that uh, a, a lot of good quality startups can actually you know get the relevant support that they need. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we'd love to, in fact, I know that you also run a wonderful company for this. So we'd love to, you know, speak to you also on how we can do this together and how you can bring your resources also to what we are trying to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always here to help. So, you know, we've touched upon FTX and the Luna crash. And uh, so I would love to, uh, because now, you know, we can't ignore the elephant in the room. It's already here. So what are your thoughts about this entire FTX debacle? Look, <clears throat> I think now they've already started to release uh, proof of reserves. So right. I think Binance did it and I think KuCoin also did it. But I think, so I think this should have been done long back, uh, which didn't which didn't happen, which was a big reason why both of them uh, overnight, you know, whatever happened. So I think regulation is a, I think is a big thing which is needed now um, in Web3. I know most of the people who are deep into crypto think regulation, then how are you being decentralized? But, you know, I now have, we've been in the space for long to kind of figure out that is just that a big enough argument to say, okay, let's not, you know, have a regulation in place. It doesn't need to be, it, it can, it, it can be, you know, a DAO system, a DAO kind of regulation. Um, but, you know, there needs to be some regulation because if you look at the flip side, right, if you don't have any regulation, mm. then... In one night or in one hour, a lot of my friends, uh, you know, lost millions of dollars, right? I mean, I'm, yep. and and some of them, and I mean, I'm not talking even about people who, and there's some people who just entered the Web3 space and they just made like, say, somebody just made like, say, you know, $2,500 and they lose the $2,500 in one minute. So imagine the impact that those people are having right now. So Absolutely. then there's definitely a need of regulation. Um, now, what the regulation could look like I think we are also starting in FIRE uh, something called, you know, a policy draft division um, where we will be working, uh, you know, with other uh, of other competitors that we have and other players we have to come up. We all can come together to come up with some sort of structure uh, which could be appealing to the community which says, okay, we are decentralized in a way. But also yeah. there is some sort of regulation so that it doesn't harm a layman who's entering, right? So it's it's just so bad right now what's happened because I know so many people who I, I've been receiving non-stop texts 
on is Web3 even the future? Now people are starting to question that. So there's a lot of skepticism in the market and, and that needs to go away and that can only go away through a regulation process. So I think there needs to be a, some sort of consortium that needs to be formed from yeah. all the big um, elephants. They need to form a consortium and come together and say, okay, we will protect your money and we will protect your data. Because if you can't protect consumer money, and then there is no point of running an exchange or any protocol. So that that I think needs I to. Yeah, I think so. That's the way forward. We will we we're going to initiate it very very soon, and we're going to invite other people also to join the movement. Yeah, I think it's very imperative. We were talking about it the other day as well, right? You and I, that I think, obviously, we want to be we are proponents for decentralization. But uh, decentralization to not, you know, bottle down to, say, absolute anarchy and no accountability. As an industry, there can be self-regulation. I'm not saying that, okay, you know, government entities have to come in and start regulating because I strongly believe that policy is very iterative. And I feel that policy catches up the technology. So I, I don't think that even if if every single country on this planet is able to create a policy around crypto or agree on a certain set of standards, uh, it would still be very relevant because it'll be dated. Uh, you know, by the time it actually uh, gets passed and becomes a legislation or becomes like the rule of law, uh, it'll become dated. So it is very important that as an industry, we come together, as you said, and, you know, create a consortium perhaps and create some standards that absolutely must be followed, uh, be it, uh, you know, proof of reserves or any such, you know, standardization process, I think uh, would really create like a level playing field and also because now we are in that phase where we are looking for greater adoption in the market. I think uh, nothing will, uh, you know, cue in more adoption than give, putting some comfort uh, in the end user's mind. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And that's also something, so, you know, we, as I mentioned, right, so on one side, we are going to every, you know, we're going to colleges across the world and sponsoring hackathons and encouraging people to join the web3 movement and become builders and and you know build on layer ones and on the other hand when you see these kind of news right like you lose a big community in nr right so think of it from that point yeah. also so it, which is very sad and and also yeah. i've seen you know because of a few players right who and i mean look this is a new space um, and in any space in fact still do you think there are people who are not doing wrong stuff in web1 and web2 definitely there are but right now because exactly. there's there's such mature markets the, the the big players, uh, you know, call the shots in, in what's happening in Web3 is because we've made it decentralized. Even if a smaller player makes a mistake, it actually spirals to everybody and it, it creates a domino effect and people end up uh, feeling the, the effect of it. So we need to definitely, you know, think of a way through a consortium on how we can counter the, you know, the negative uh, malpractices that are happening with some players. Because, of course, like some players I know they're doing so well. They're working hard to encourage adoption. They're trying to bring the community together. They have built some crazy innovative products. So those people should not, those people should definitely, you know, not feel that, you know, because of one or two players, we are, we are getting affected. So there definitely needs to be a regulation. 
Yeah, I think you're completely right. You know, see, I think we're very incestuous as an industry simply because uh, like we, we are a very small industry. We're placed in its infancy and everybody is somehow, you know, related in some way or the other with other projects. And as, as you mentioned that, you know, there are bad players in every industry. This is that our industry is so small that any bad ripple causes like a tsunami perhaps, which might not happen in the other industries because they are now at a certain level of maturity. Yeah, 100% agreed with you. Yeah. What do you think can be done, like actively, apart from, say, you know, as, as we've talked about saying, uh, setting standards uh, for self-regulation, what other things do you think can be done to instill more maturity in this space? I think one should be, like we mentioned, like certain guidelines or policies set by, say, a regulatory DAO, or some players coming together. That's definitely one. I think the second is, you know, before you basically make a project really famous, right? When you say, because in Web3, you've also seen, you know, anybody who comes in the market and does something crazy, right? We think, yeah. oh, wow, what a big deal. And right. that happens because also it's a new market. But that yeah. currently doesn't happen in Web1 and Web2. So I think we need serious, you know, serious players from Web2. See, as much as Web3, you know, players who are most of them in Web3, you know, most of the people who kind of, I would say, done well in Web3, they're young, right? And with young, I mean, see, I'm also young, but that also, uh, there, there's a, you know, they, we need more responsible players in, in Web3 now, which basically means that when you see boards of Web3 companies, right, we need to bring some traditional players in as much as you might say, you know, we're not, we're not going to bring them in, but you need them, right? Because they've been through the grind. I mean, Web1 and Web2 also, it took long years to become mature and stable. So they've already seen that wave, right? They've already written that wave. So why would you discount that? Why would you say we don't want them? I think one big thing which could work would be to bring very, very strong traditional players from Web 1 and Web 2 and make them enter Web 3, make them believe in Web 3 and sit on boards of some companies and help navigate the journey. I mean, who knows if yeah. some very strong Web 1, Web 2 players would have been on the board of FTX, it might not have happened. I'm not saying it would have been true, but it might have, right? So, yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's actually shocking that they didn't have like a board at all. Yeah, exactly, right? So, why, I mean, and so why don't we get those, those kind of people in? Um, and, and we've already started to do it. So if you see the board of fire, I definitely yeah. when I started, I was of the opinion that I want or as much as I wanted to be decentralized, I definitely want to, um, you know, get expertise and thought leadership of very strong people from Web1 and Web2. So we have people from PwC, we have people from McKenzie, we have people from Christie's, we have people from consumer... Uh, companies like Louis Vuitton. We have very, very strong, we have like people from Priceline.com. Uh, I mean, the founder. So we have really, you know, uh, we are getting billionaires from Web1 and Web2 into Web3 and making them, see, it's new for them also, right? So, but the good thing is when you tell them, oh, this is happening, they can come to solutions far quickly than what, you know, you and I can because we, we are young, right? So, yeah. We can say, oh, you know, a lot of Web3, you know, what I've seen, you know, all the 30-year-olds in Web3, what they say is, 
you know, three years experience in crypto is as good as thirty years in traditional finance. Okay, fine. Agree. No, it know, might be it, true. It might. I I might not agree there. I think you know, experience really yeah. matters. I think you know, you you are in a new industry. You can't say that okay, three years worth of experience here is thirty there. No, uh, like those two things are not equivalent. Like yeah. obviously, no. I what I have done is I have bought both. I what if you see my board, I am getting some crypto yeah. billionaires on one side, yeah. and then I'm getting traditional players, and then I also have people from government. So as you know, I know again, there's a big things, big saying that you know, you know, you should not work with government. Well, I have never believed in it. I think. I mean, my goal was to impact a billion plus people, and that's why blockchain industry was started, right? So. It's not about what you think. It's about what the end goal should be, and the end goal is to enable financial inclusion. The end goal is to, you know, involve one and a half billion people who don't have access to uh, banking credit. That's the whole point of DeFi. Why? Why was decentralized right. banking started? Right to bring those people in, and now whatever yeah. it takes to bring those people in, I would go to them. I don't have any ego problems. I would say, okay, help me out, and um, and I think government. Uh, Uh, if you work with the government it really helps in getting adoption really quickly because they have access to people and if you can do that and in the end the goal is to impact people right it's that's why yeah. the industry exists so you know i think a more open minded approach is what is needed and a big problem uh, why that's not happening is because most of the people are young and they are not mm. ready to accept that web 1 and web 2 can be huge contributors to web 3 i think so it's most more the problem is in the mind right so that's yeah. why i'm saying a consortium dao system needs to happen through regulation and there needs to be certain guidelines otherwise everybody will think oh i'm going to do whatever i want to do because oh it's de- because people are confusing decentralization and ownership to saying you know i'm going to do whatever i want nobody can say anything yeah. well with that you are impacting the end user negatively Yeah, absolutely. No, what you said, you know, I think see, experience can never be discounted. I I think you know it is always going to be a, a mix of web one, web two, uh, experienced guys uh, who can really set the path for uh, web three entrepreneurs. Doesn't like it. It doesn't curtail perhaps the innovation, which is I I think that you know that is the kind of fear that web three entrepreneurs hold. That if you're getting in somebody from web two, maybe they'll curtail the innovation and they don't understand the technology well. but it needs to be a balance you know for your board or for your advisors there needs to be a balance there to make sure that this industry is moving in the right direction we can't just have as you said that you know decentralization cannot be equated with wild wild west that anybody is doing uh, absolutely anything that they want and uh, with no uh, you know n- not paying heed to the kind of consequences it might have for the end user because the reason of that all of us you me uh, and you know people listening in here are hopefully looking at uh, blockchain and web3 and this technology and we are working here is is because there is there is a solid reason there is that that decentralization can bring in a, a certain evolution in the way our systems function and of uh, the way certain industries are performing and and that is like the the beauty it's not just in the financial world it's in, it's across sectors so we need to remember that but we also need to sort of ensure that we are giving ample respect and ample due respect to people who have the right experience 
I agree with you 100%. I think we are completely on the same page. Yeah. See, I mean, look, if you and I can be on the same page uh, on just one podcast, right? So imagine a DAO system where you have like a 51% voting process similar to a validation process, right? And that regulation decides what you can do and what to see. I mean, there will be a sense of ownership and decentralization. It will be like, you can't do this. Even if you can define what you can't do to make sure people don't get affected with money. data i think those are the two big pieces where the problems are so if you can make sure the, the problem doesn't you know happen to end user i think that's enough right. then for then you're talking about more adoption right because look i mean web3 adoption currently it it might i mean look in terms of money you can say it's a 2 and a half 3 trillion dollar market um and and i i i'm being one of the strongest believers of web3 i think you can't actually go to 10 15 trillion without getting people right without getting more adoption and to get more adoption Absolutely. yeah and for to get that kind of adoption i mean look you can spend any amount of money i mean as an l1 i can say you know like if i give 100 people you know any amount of grants if they don't believe in whole concept of web3 and if these kind of incidents keep happening next ones they are not going to build on us like i know that for a matter of fact because they're going to get scared and run away So yeah, then, I mean, you need to it. you need to make sure. Yeah. Ultimately, I think all industries are led by emotions, right? All markets are, all industries are, because people and human beings are at the center of it. And human beings, uh, we we are more emotional than anything else. You'd like to think that okay, we are you know we'll be down on logic, but that is mostly not. like always the case so what you said is absolutely right like probably bringing in a dao model for you know some kind of self regulation in the industry is imperative perhaps to drive in more adoption so you know just just creating good solutions is not going to bring in the adoption which is ultimately what we want correct i agree with you 100% i think that's the way forward yeah i i think that is that is absolutely there So this is wonderful. Now you know to moving to perhaps some lighter topics. Uh, let's talk a little about you know who are folks in this space or what are the kind of resources that you turn to when you want to you know glean off some new material in the Web three space. Are there any books that you would recommend? Any I don't know KOLs or any thought leaders who you think you know are pushing out the right information. um so look i mean i would highly recommend books and not uh, a social not look social media so okay there are two pieces to this one is mm. you should mature enough to understand that one is information assimilation where you can get hundreds you can read hundreds of articles but that doesn't mean you need exactly what's written in the article please be like if, if somebody listening to that i want you to carefully understand that i read 100 things on the internet that doesn't mean i'm going to do what's written there right and i am going to so first thing is you need to form your own opinion so uh, like you should read a lot of material yes you should read a lot of i am a big firm believer of reading a lot of books although i don't get time so read definitely if you are planning to enter you know web3 on token economies so there's one that i read you know by sharmin washmigir i think that's a read but i again you read any book on token economies it's a new concept but definitely read uh, so i would rather just give you a glimpse so read book on a token economy for sure read on how right. you know blockchain 
can enable financial inclusion so read any book on that you know i mean it doesn't matter which author right um read read any book on that but just make sure that when you read the book you should not be of the opinion oh i read it here so i'm not going to do exactly that how it works you read many books you read opinions of many kols so i follow a lot of kols on twitter that doesn't mean i'm going to exactly do what they are saying because it's their opinion right. so you need to form your own opinion then definitely if you are entering a space read more about how to build blockchain projects so there is one book by narayan prusti that i read um but of course i'm not recommending to read the same book but i'm just giving you genres so uh, one token economy book one on how to build a blockchain project so i read by narayan prusti mm. um <clears throat> then um you know i've also read by imran bashir a book called mastering blockchain but again i know ways i'm recommending the book but you choose your own thing but yeah but and then i uh, there's a new book that i just got which was the you know something called the ultimate web3 pocket guide by jesse monjion that was just released few months back so i am and in fact a lot of people actually end up gifting me books so that's why mm-hmm. i make these books because i'm in the space so when i travel a lot people gift me their books but i read mostly to just get well equipped but i think one part um, tarusha is reading books uh, one second right. part is you know being active on um, social media platforms to read uh, whatever you know through kols whatever their opinions are and the third most important thing is attending events i think that's something which is very important right. so there are a lot of events which happen across the world even if you have a dearth of funds or money just attend uh, you know attend become a part of web3 communities in your same in your in your city um so you can be in any city across the world there are web3 communities so become a part of that community because then um you you get to hear diverse opinions of people from diverse geographies the good thing about web3 is there are lawyers um, there are developers there are um, and and everybody is trying to uh, ha- have their own opinion so it's a it's a very diverse mix of in in the community so i'm a part of a lot of community i think that's also very important i think so attending events is important books is important and and then kols is important so i think do do all of that but then in the end form your own opinion that's the most important yeah. thing yeah yeah i think that's something that i would um, i would recommend i think that's fabulous advice you know because people don't recommend books in this space and I, it really makes me mad because i think uh, books have taught me everything that i know you know uh, quite like you i i was not a techie when i started in the tech space like 12 years back almost and i i learned everything by either doing or just by you know kind of gleaning in information from uh, i did the books. same so yeah so <laughs> i did the same <laughs> exactly so that is why i think you and i have a very special space for books in our hearts and i think uh books are a wonderful way to uh, you know just learn i think one you know, also space. you know you talking about books so uh, the one that i'm reading uh, you know um because you read, talk about books i just went to my bookshelf so you know mm. there's this book that you know that's just uh, the one i bought i got is about the metaverse and how it will revolutionize everything by matthew ball so you know i i right. and i'll tell you how i got that book because you know i you know it, it i was reading some post on linkedin and it showed me it's one of the most anticipated books of summer so now i don't even know matthew myself but i just got the book to just read so like right. just be important is very important to understand that gleaning for information is nice but don't take it as the final word like if if something's written in even definitely right 
in web3 definitions are also very subjective so when we somebody asks you what is a metaverse i mean i can tell you 10 different definitions right and 100 people will tell you 1000 definitions so it's important for you to digest 1000 definitions and then form your own definition but until you get 1000 definitions how will you form your own right so i think yeah. reading is very important attending events is very important becoming a part of a community which is active is very important i think those three and and then of course social media to just read views of what other people are thinking in the space you know either kols or other protocols or other entrepreneurs i think that's also good so i think those four i think uh, you know you, what you said that it's very important especially in this day and age when there is so much misinformation and uh, you know just in general this is just in general i think good advice for life and not just web3 that you know as if you're reading something or if you are taking in information or any kind of content dissemination you're doing from any source always uh, try to you know look at it critically always try to ask more questions because if you're just going to take something at face value you don't really know who's trying to dupe you so uh, that is brilliant advice and that is something that i go ahead and tell these you know new guys who are starting in this space and in general as i said for life also this is just good advice in general because yeah. this has been such a lovely conversation i really don't want it to end because you know this, this has been just like chatting but you know there there's been some great insights uh, but uh, sadly we we kind of running out of time so i would like to ask you the one question that i ask everybody that comes on this show if you have like if they, if they, if you meet somebody who's uh, say you know in the web 1 web 2 space and who is basically peering in into the web 3 space from the outside uh, what would be your advice to have them start living on blockchain to start i mean i would i okay so i would say there are two pieces which impact the world in a really big way one is data the second is money hmm. the future of data right. and the future of money will reside on the blockchain so now then the way that happens i need support i invite everybody to be a part of the revolution somebody might come because the point is now it's a new space so once you enter the space it you just open your mind to a whole set of possibilities and you know so web if you see you know i i would also say you know if you read a new york times article of 1991 it said there is a new fad in the market called the internet you know by 2005 <laughs> what internet did um yeah when you when i were to talk to my mom in 2000 and you know 10 and say you know i'm on facebook she used to say why are you wasting time i right. would tell you that i made a lot of my connections on social media and they are now my best friends and there's something that i work with now so it's really impacted me very positively and my mom would endorse it now and she's also on instagram and facebook so now you know what web 2 did to you right now yeah. web 3 is in the infancy so you the earlier you enter the better are your chances of contributing to the new world order which is yeah. definitely going to be shaped by decentralization by web3 and by blockchain so so i would invite everybody to be a part of the revolution that's how i would i would ask them i think that is that is absolutely brilliant again you know because i i think i say that a lot as well and uh, you know we we are on the same page on several matters <laughs> and uh, this is the advice that i give uh, a lot of people that you know you if you want to uh, be a part of something big you know just think the, the internet and how you know people were poofing it when it had come out and you know you don't even have to think about the internet so much you can think about electricity you can think about any innovation any any innovation that has happened 
in society has met with a, a lot of backlash you know in in it when it's in its infancy and then slowly but surely it has taken over and it's become a very integral part of our lives and um, now even people who perhaps you know don't essentially understand the ins and out of that technology are utilizing it and that is the beauty yeah. of any new innovation exactly exactly awesome thank you so much prateek for taking out the time to speak to me and you know this has been again a, a wonderful conversation are there any uh, parting words uh, that you know you would like to say before we wrap this up i think i would like to say you know one just parting um, you know line um, so one is i often used to say that you know talent is equally distributed but opportunities are not so you know if you were to believe in this please join the web3 movement because it actually symbolizes that you can be anybody you could be a lawyer you could be a developer you could have any background right you could have studied arts in your college or school there are equal opportunities in web3 so it challenges the whole statement that you know if you have i mean there are it basically is a movement which has democratized the access to opportunities so it's the right place to be in so enter the space and enjoy the space because it's new advancement happens every every 30 minutes so it's it's very exciting so i think that's the and and then another one that i would like to say as a closing remark would be please make sure if you enter the space then perseverance is just key you can enter in a bull market or a bear market but perseverance is key you can't come in and say oh nothing happened in 3 months you know i've been trying to build nothing happened because that doesn't happen anywhere so you need to yeah. have perseverance and if you have perseverance then you'll ultimately succeed in this space because there are so many people who just come in for you know quick money and they enter the they exit the market very quickly so you know so the and the people who've been in the space they've done very well so the time is the most important thing just enter with an open mind to learn as much as you can and if you learn a lot then you will be and if you stay in the space for a long time you will be successful absolutely i think perseverance and uh, just just making sure that you know you are uh, getting in the space uh, with the right mindset that there is uh, you know in my school uh, so i am an ex martinian so my house's motto was perseverance conquers all so you know uh-huh. kind of uh, test enough there but yeah absolutely i think perseverance will conquer all if you're building in web3 get in with the right mindset and there there would be no stopping you so once again prati thank you so much these are great uh, parting words and with that i would like to close this particular show thank you so much darisha for having me it was a pleasure thank you 